Hello, Rick Fly. Thank you so much for joining us on our new podcast, Invite Only. We have Tom, Danny, Dougie, and Harry. How are you all doing? Yeah, we're very good. How are you? Thanks for the invite. And so last night, we hear that you were partying with Busted. Well, you know, you you ask us, how are you? Like, there's a pre-chat to this, you know, for the... I was moaning about I was moaning about only having five hours sleep, which to some people is normal. But that's I, that's like I know, not, mate. but you're different to me. I don't. I just do not function well if I if I don't have seven or eight hours. No, same. I can't even tell you the last time I had eight hours. I have to have at least nine. Yeah, nine. I like I like I like eight. Yep. At least eight. You're gonna live forever. Yeah, yep. I'm trying to live. I'm trying to be a. I'm trying to be a centurion from Bolton. Yeah. So yeah, we were at Busted. We were watching Busted at the O2. Did you all go? We yeah. all went. Yeah, we got the tube. We go everywhere together. What's that like getting the tube as it fly? Uh it was hot and sweaty. Um, you know, a few camera phones popping up here and there. <laughs> do you find that? Do you find that weird when people do that? Because I hate watching other people do it to famous people. Because I think there's the new thing now where people don't seem to be self-conscious at all about shoving a phone in your face and i just think it's really rude i i do react if i'm honest i don't i don't think i get angry like the guy yesterday on the tube i don't think you guys saw he was like filming us and i just waved at his camera just to try and make him feel a little bit awkward because i'm just like it's just awkward it's just awkward i get it i'd rather i think we'd we're just a, we've never said no to a photo i think we would just rather someone said do you mind if i just take a photo yeah yeah sure because it's just weird you're just sat there and then this camera just appears. I'm sure you will agree. Like we, um, even like if you're on your own and stuff, people think they're being subtle. Mm. Like, it's when the flash, when the flash goes off, it's amazing. I was in a restaurant <laughs> recently, and this woman was like, she's like that subtly, and I saw it. But then a flash went off, and she was just like, "Oh, nothing to see here." Like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I don't cringe for." I was like, "Oh, well, I don't want to see it either. I'll get away." On the flip side of it, whenever I see someone famous, the first thing I do is want to get my phone out and take a picture of them. <laughs> it's, it's so true. Like, if people see us together and someone goes, hey, it's all about you, we're like, oh, God, that's so lame. But then when we see someone famous, like, you do. We, we're the first thing we I do, yeah, is start singing their song. Not at them, but I do it to like, but then we find that funny. Yeah. So <laughs> who have you done that to? I've never done it to I I just would like go to Danny and be like, Oh mate, look, oh, and start singing the song to them and it's but that to us is funny, but then with what's being done to you, it's like, that's not funny. So who are your but who are your heroes? Who are the people that you'd be like I don't like them? Well, we saw we saw um I wouldn't necessarily say he's our hero, but we saw Ed Sheeran uh. at Busted, you know, backstage and he's a very, very just totally normal guy. We've met him a few times, but He's obviously like a global megastar. Um, but I don't know, have you been starstruck recently, anyone? Um, I don't know, recently, no. Um, things are a bit socially awkward meeting anyone. It doesn't really matter if they're famous or not. I kind of get the same kind of overwhelming um, awkwardness. <laughs> well, I, I guess you're totally in the full throes of rehearsing for tour as well. So thank you so much for sparing some time from your rehearsals today to talk to us. How is it going and how are you preparing? Do you do you care about how you look after yourselves in the run-up? Very much so. I mean, it's, yeah, you've caught us at an interesting time because we just finished for lunch and our food has arrived. And and so 
I've I quickly shoved the wrap on my face. Oh, now I feel. I'm, I'm fully in on this interview. Really focused. I'm, sh- and um, I'm sure these guys are already stuck. But they're here. They're they're with you. They're they tell on- us what what has McFly got for lunch. Dougie's running on five percent personality. He was saying <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a great personality at the best of times. So, so yeah, we oh. had the warning flash up. I was thinking it's really when you do interviews and people's food turn up, like they're sitting there looking really awkward because they they want to eat the food but they don't want to eat the food during the interview. So you're just looking at it. <laughs> it's just yeah. I think you should just go for it genuinely. So what what have you all got for lunch then? What are you eating? Me and Tom have got a um, an avocado. Oh, so boring. Well, vegetarian rat and a big smoothie. It's vegan, mate. Actually, it's a vegan rat. Uh, I'm not it's very vegan. healthy. I'm not vegan, but it's very tasty. Dougie's Dougie is the most prepared for tour. Look at this. He's got. I can't, I'm going to eat a candle. He's got his own like ready prepared lunch. A lunch box. Incredible! You're bringing in your own meals. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't cook them. Don't be. Don't be too impressed. He has them delivered to his. <laughs> Is this quite different to when you started and you were touring? This feels like a level of sensibleness. Yeah. It's two ends of the spectrum. It used to be uh, tuna melts, um, sausage and marmalade and marmite sandwich. Yeah. Uh, like cheese. Like cheese, melted cheese on everything. Yeah, it would be, yeah, we'd have, we'd have lunch break. It would be like, yeah, pan of Coke, Snickers. Like loads of just like fry up crisps, just like and then and then a Lucasade to take back down to the studio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The sports drink, the sports drink. Yeah, and now it's like vegan wrap, and Dougie has it all prepped. And I think obviously, like with age, maybe comes great responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> great aches and tiredness. Well, you're uh, feeling more like I, if I have if I have a couple of pints now, I feel it for three or four days, and it. Same if I have a McDonald's, I feel it for about a week. <laughs> then how late were you, how late were you last night? How bad? I five hours sleep. Then yeah. I, I'm not. And a bowl of cereal, which I love. I used to do that at university. Come home and have a bowl of cereal. It's the best. I had a bowl of cereal. Like it's way better in the evening. It's the bit. It should be the like the the time that should just be this all. Yeah, breakfast in the uh, late at night is the best. It's a, it's a starter and a, and a well, it's a mains and a dessert. The toast yeah. dessert, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so when you are on tour, um, do you drink? And how do you unwind or celebrate after? What is the dynamic like when you go out on the road? Well, it's again, it's very different to how it used to be. I mean, uh, Doggy, and I mean, I think we've, Doggy, you're not drunk for 10 years. I've not drunk alcohol for 10 years either. So, really? um, and you had a rose once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A spritzer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think Tom maybe yeah, has a one every now and again and Danny has a couple of beers, but it's quite it's quite tame now, I think. In the early days, yeah, we certainly... Um, it used to be... The, the fun used to be about like what was going to happen after the show, and now it's just all about the show and how we can make the show more fun. So what's it when? what does it feel like when you come off stage? Like, what do you... Because uh, I, I imagine like it must be so incredible to be up there and be performing for all these people. So if you're not going on and partying, what's it like when you come off? You can have, it depends where you are. Because if you're on the road, it's very different. But like if you're coming back home, you can have like a massive reality check when you get home. Because <laughs> they're instantly back into normality. 
Like you've gone from like playing to, you know, a few thousand people and the adrenaline's really intense to then, you know, feeding your cat and getting the kids stuff all the next day. And it's a, it's such a weird kind of. Well, I guess it's as well if your family's not been there with you, it's kind of like, yeah, can you put the bins out? Yeah. Yeah. And then the next day I find like you're on a bit of like this, just this cloudy state, you know, like adrenaline hangover and it is quite strange, but on tour it's much easier because we tend to like, we now stay in the venue after we need to like rush off and get to a hotel. We stay in the venue, unwind a bit and like have a shout, just chat about stuff. And yeah, I think we're more, I think we're more like focused on how we peak on stage and what that, that level that level of performance is now and that's why like you know i i don't i'll have if there's a day off and we'll normally maybe have a drink or something but we never it's all about looking after ourselves and how we can be at peak performance but and that's where the fun is now i think yeah you'd like kick yourself if you're going out and then your voice yeah and your and voice you, goes exactly or you feel a bit off and you forget yeah i mean we finish the shows come back give each other a rub down um <laughs> we fight Candle. Communal showers. Communal showers, yeah. I love that. They're a bit like a convent. I love it. <laughs> um, are there any celebrities who you would be worried about leading you astray if they were if you invited them to your gig? Well, there have been some celebrities that have led us astray, I feel. I feel like there's been a couple that have been like, come on, and like we can like, oh, okay. Oh back, yeah, yeah, they're back hat, in they're the hat, day hat, like, hat, like we yeah. used to drink. We won't mention any names, but Chris Pine. Chris Pine. It's just very, Wait, just very, big net. Yeah, very, it was the first movie star that came to my we're head. Kind of ho- we're quite Hollywood guys. I've never met Chris Pine. Tell us about that, please. Tell us about that night with Chris Pine. Um, I, I think it's all kind of old news. I, I, he didn't lead astray. I just told you I'm running on 5% personality. <laughs> just, I'm just getting flashes of images. <laughs> I love that because it's that's that's where the discipline comes into it is to be able to say no to people and stick with I people. That, honestly, though, like now, you know, on tour, we're quite strict. Like, I mean, we definitely need a couple of hours. I find just unwind after the show so you can go to bed and actually sleep. But yeah, because your ears are just going. Yeah, having a shower with like the weirdest feeling. Yeah, you need to unwind, and they're like, "Also, oh, me and Danny nailed this the the other day it, over the summer during the the festivals that we were doing. Me and Danny got really into the the post show routine, and it's actually like oh, because because yeah. because not being able to sleep can be a bit of a thing, like the adrenaline and your ears and stuff. So we like came off stage at this awesome show we did uh, in the summer, uh, put Enya on, lit some incense, had a shower, put uh, like comfies on and slippers and then and then got in the uh the car on the way home and it was we were both at, oh we had a protein shake with ice yeah so we were we were clean we what we almost like warmed down debriefed but warmed down like our senses with a bit of a, yeah it was it was a great floated it was a great, it was a great yeah. way to come down yeah. does this mean though that you now have like a really specific rider so you're going in and you're like there must be enya there must be slippers yeah for this tour coming up is gonna be finish the show, shower together, light a candle, incense, Enya, oil, oil, Enya, and see what happens. Slippers, just you know those bar slippers that you get that you you, you know you you can take one to take out of the locker. You know, yeah, we take we, we take them. This is peak adulting. Thing is, right? Also, if you're tired and you don't get good sleep, 
then tours just not as fun because you're just like the you know so yeah and so traveling and on the tour bus and that can weirdly be like real groggy situation <laughs> so you saw busted last night and there's always jokey rivalry between you both um i wanted to say like have you spoken to matt and are you proud of matt willis for him speaking out about his journey um obviously it's been so well received him talking about his addiction and his um mental health battles um yeah are you proud of him for doing that yeah yeah i think um uh, i i'm i really like his podcast as well uh the whole concept behind that i think that that's particularly brave because it's uh no one's really doing it within recovery is really pushing it in that uh, direction and and he's he's been in recovery for a long time so Matt really knows his stuff and he's getting uh so, some experts in and um and he's he's yeah he's giving back yeah I think as well like anyone who's been through that it's to to talk about it openly it's a very like sacred experience almost like you have to be in a really good place to be able to share that and I think by by sharing it he has you know. 100% helped other people going through that and um, Matt is just you know he's just the most awesome guy so anything he does we're always, always happy to see him do well at yeah it was so interesting just to hear how it still sort of affects him his like addiction never really goes away it's a constant fight um, and I just yeah it's, it's so good to hear somebody talking about it so openly and obviously Strictly's on at the moment how is it watching it Tom do you watch it still you, you know, yeah, do you know what my kids are absolutely like? I think my kids are loving it more this year than the year I was in. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, it's really nice. We're watching it all together, and they're kind of, I think they're re like remembering that I was in and then asking me questions about it, which is really nice. Like, um, what kind of questions? Which is like, like, how come Harry won and you didn't? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, just asking about the dances, and they they keep going up and like doing costume changes and. Like they're putting on my wife's jewelry because it's like, then oh. like asking me to do lifts that I did with Amy and stuff. Yeah, it's just really sweet. Are you still in touch with Amy? Yeah, I spoke to Amy this morning. Yeah, she, she looked incredible on Saturday. She was just amazing. Did you watch it? Yeah, it was, it was so emotional. So um, I knew she was going on, but um, I didn't know she was going to go on and like not wear her wig. So I was, I was so proud of her and like what an amazing. She's stunning. Absolutely yeah, stunning. Like, that's a, such an important, like an important moment, I think. Such a role model for other people going through what she's going through. Um, so yeah, she looks amazing. Well, is is it right that she found the lamp after doing Giovanna's Copperfield? Uh, yeah. So or... after after Strictly, she um, you know she got to know Giovanna really well, and Giovanna asked if she'd come on one of the Copperfield tracks. And then yeah, after that, she yeah found the found the lumps. It wasn't for the, the and that's why the, those tracks are so important. And um, um, yeah, so it was yeah thanks to thanks to the Copperfield Trek kind of just raising awareness in for herself. It was, um, it was, it was yeah, so it's just, it was a, kind of an amazing kind of journey um, for Amy really to um, doing Strictly Meeting G and then doing the Copperfield Trek and then um, to where she is now. And she's been incredible at raising awareness and speaking out again, because I think previously people sort of hid these things and she's just been such a, you know, make just such an amazing inspiration. Yeah, well, she had, you know, she's obviously been through a lot with Crohn's and, uh, you know, been on her own journey and sharing that, you know, which is obviously a really personal uh, 
you know, condition to go through and to be so open about. And I think she obviously knew the the um how official it is for someone like her to speak openly about that. So I think just carrying that through into, you know, what she's everything she's experiencing at the moment with with um with cancer and the treatment. Um yeah, it's amazing. It's so important that people share. And the same with Matt. And you know, if you have a platform, it's amazing to share those things and um you know to show people that they're not alone. You know, everyone's going through um everyone's been through these things and um it really helps people on their on their own journeys. I saw Amy at Pride of Britain on Sunday and it was it was actually it was obviously always a really emotional night and I think you know she's obviously going through what she's going through so much more so for her but it was really amazing to see the amount of love in the room there was for her everyone everyone wanted to talk to her everyone wanted to say you look amazing everyone it was a really kind of it was really nice to see her being supported like that because I think although we all know how we react when someone shares something very honest and personal it does still feel very exposing it does still feel very vulnerable so it must be it must be lovely to kind of have that moment where you sort of jump and everyone catches you, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, you can't underestimate how, um, you know, what a big deal it's been. Like, or just being in the public eye and stepping out onto those things um, when you're out of your comfort zone like that. I think it took a lot for her to do that. So, um, yeah, it's amazing the support she's had. And I think everyone's really, really, um, really proud of her. Is she coming to see the tour? Uh, I'm not sure. She said she might do. It depends how she's, you know, how she's feeling. She's seen plenty of McFly shows, though, so she knows he knows the drill. <laughs> and uh, what what can fans then expect from your shows then? Um, well, these are the smallest venues we've played in a long time, um, which we're really excited about. We kind of wanted to just go back to that and just do some kind of sweaty, intimate rock shows. Um, we thought it would really suit the kind of album we've just made. And yeah, I think this album, like all these new songs, really lend themselves to being played live. It just kind of seems to be they just seem to come to life when we play them um i think this rehearsals have been the easiest kind of rehearsals we've we've done because of that like yeah. it feels like this is the way the songs are meant to be this it played organically and live as a band and um yeah and it'll really as harry said it'll really suit the kind of venues that we're playing them in i think i think as well as small as you have you know and what's fun for us is obviously that like creates a real the hardcore following coming so just creatively for us, it gives us a chance to play a load of new songs. And of course, we love all our old stuff and our back catalogue, but it enables us to play a load of new stuff, knowing that most of the people there are going to know that as well. And we're really proud of it. And so it's just going to be a lot of fun for us. How are you finding like embracing the kind of rockier side of the band? Um, well, I mean, like, it's all about perception, really, obviously, McFly. Like, we, we, we don't... We don't know. I mean, it's such a difficult question to answer, but we've always been into rock music. We always instruments, you know, some of our earlier stuff is, is, is a guitar pop band. You know, it's, it's some pop bands of the past They're the way they're marketed is as a rock band, but it's pop music. So it's all, it's, we've always kind of seen ourselves as a rock pop band, you know, or pop band. So ACDC, his father Van Halen was pop. Yeah. So it's, um, like our fourth album is very guitar driven and, and a bit heavier for us and this is our seventh album it's a bit so I mean we've really enjoyed it like it's it's been a lot of fun and as Tom said it's it's been amazing actually then going to rehearsals and this summer we've been playing a load of these new shows and it's pretty satisfying physical experience playing the songs so yeah I think I mean, we've loved it 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So earlier in your career then, was that industry pressure? Was that sort of a marketing manager going, this is going to sell really well? Well, I think as well, you know, bear in mind for us, we were 17, you know, Tom and Danny were writing these kind of like Beatles, Beach Boys inspired pop songs and they're they're cool songs, you know, and, and I think, we kind of went along with it. It's exciting. And for us, it's just like an exciting time. Got a record deal and these people are saying what's what. And it's like, fine. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I mean, you know, for us, we look back and remember even when we shot the five colors in a hair video and we were like cringing and like, oh God, that's so lame, you know, and not think it was, it was the kind of how we wanted to be perceived, but then it was a huge success and it appealed its audience that loved it. And then it was like, oh, you're number one. And so you just kind of run with it and you don't, yeah, we were having success. And so it's a weird thing because obviously then later in your career, the stigma kind of comes with that because people perceive you as just this kind of squeaky clean kind of pop band. And there's there's obviously more to us than that. But we're also very proud of our early stuff. I mean, these guys were writing those amazing songs when they're 17, 18. So, um, and we, if you followed the, the journey of McFly, like as, as our hardcore fans have, we, we've evolved as a band and, and, yeah, I think um, you're seeing like the set list that we do. We still post the old, some of the old stuff, but new stuff, it, it, it kind of works. So um, that's why we're still here. We still enjoy it and forever kind of trying to evolve as a but they're all great. They're all great songs. I think it's just that thing, isn't it? Where sometimes when you do do something and it is incredibly successful, then people are like, yeah, do that again. Do that again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's hard. When you we first released it, everything was kind of number one and it almost feels like there's only one place to go, you know. So <laughs> yeah. hard to, and also the cycle of a pop band. You know, you you see it, the interest's there. If you're lucky for four or five years, and then suddenly we you hit 25, pushing 30, and then a new young group comes through, and and a new generation of people who were five in 10 years' time are suddenly 15, and then they're interested in pop music, and you know, so it's it's a cycle. So I think what we've managed to achieve is is longevity, and that's quite hard for a pop band. And I think we've achieved that because we. We love what we do and, you know, it's it's not just singing and other people's songs. We kind of always, you know, we got into this because we love music and play our instruments and, and love being in a band, so. I mean, you really have it 20 years, isn't it, this year since you first formed. And have you thought beyond the tour about what's next, about whether you'll take a little break or release more music or? No, I think we. that's why we struggle to celebrate anniversaries because i think it's like it obviously for people it's like wow 20 years and but for us it's well for me personally it's never that big a deal because it's like yeah cool but we're just we're still on our journey and um yeah so i think we just think about making new music and just carrying on um yeah have you got bucket lists that you've still got things you still want to tick off good question I mean, it's just all within like what what we want to do, make more albums, better albums. You know, we we always want the songs to like catch fire and maybe have more international success. And but you know, it's essentially just to keep doing what we're doing and and have this opportunity to keep writing music, recording music, touring music, and 
yeah, just basically functioning as a band because it's a pretty great job, you know. So with that in mind, then when what would you consider each of you your kind of personal highlights across this incredible career that you've had? Because you must, I mean, you've done some pretty cool stuff, hey? And individually as well, so much success. Yeah, definitely the stuff I've done individually is my yeah. highlight. <laughs> I think it's all of the guys' highlights. <laughs> yeah, it's by individual yeah, work. Individual when Harry went through, um, I, I don't know if it's like, there's been like, the big things that people know about, like awards and stuff, but other like the real highlights that stick out in my head is, is usually just like really funny times, often abroad that we get the I don't know if it's like jet lag or the, the, the different, the language barrier or, or something where we've just almost laughed to death. Um, oh, or, I that what's much. made you laugh that much? Oh, just something's like stupid that Harry said that you're jet lagged and you've just eaten and and nobody else understands you. <laughs> uh, we've been in that situation and it's not just jet lagged. I mean, I think, yeah, I totally oh, agree with Doug. It's just a whole haze of those memories. Are the things we talk about. It's not not like the, the successes is awesome, um, but it's the the stories really and the the tiny little moments that are the. <laughs> the things that I remember are the, the highlights. Yeah, we very rarely like reminisce about shows and and like our like the band stuff. That it's it's all just the same kind of stuff that any group of friends would. Be. Yeah, so do you remember the time? You know, Danny said it's on the stage and Harry fell over. Like, uh, yeah, it's always funny, just stupid shit that we've done where one of us has like embarrassed ourselves, and we all want to just talk about that basically. We actually, I feel like we don't really, the things that I think people is just like expect bands to enjoy about being in a band are actually the things that we don't enjoy and we find really awkward and like events and red carpets and shoots and photo shoots. We suck at all of that stuff. We're terrible and we are so awkward and it's always like a weird, can't wait for it to be over kind of experience so that we could just get to a room where it's just us four and we can just hang out. My favourite, one of my favourites was when we were doing a uh, little mixes show. You <laughs> <laughs> had that TV show. We were performing on it, and we're like Tom said, we're just a bit awkward, you know. And they're really, really nice girls, and we're like, oh hi, thanks for having us. Like, do we go up to them or like, okay? And then we did a performance. It was like big TV studio, <laughs> and walked off stage and got backstage and. And I think I was saying to Dougie, I was like, oh, oh so nice. You know, I just said, can you say, me and Danny say goodbye to him? He's like, did you say goodbye to him? I was like, yeah. He went up and gave him a hug and a kiss and said, thanks for having us on the show. And he's like, shit. And I was lying. And Dougie was like, oh, shit. And so he walked back into the TV show. And they were still on set. Interrupted right? their take. Interrupted their take. Hey, guys, I just wanted to say thanks. <laughs> and I'm just sleepy here. And before it happening, he's like, Did you say goodbye? I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just gave him a big hug. And didn't, that's rude. And said, Thanks for having us on the show. Did you not? That's rude. And they just walked walk back. <laughs> See, that was the highlight of being, not the performance of being on the show. That was the highlight of being on the oh, show. That was fun. Him, yeah, it's the biggest prankster out of the four of you. It was really pranked. Really? Is it pranked? We don't, not really into like pranking. No, Harry enjoys watching one of us start like, suffer in, with embarrassment. More, more embarrassed. But like, Harry will actually sacrifice himself 
to make us all sub. Like he will scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'd be on an airplane somewhere or in a, like a crowded place and he will sing McFly songs really loudly <laughs> so that people look at us. Yeah. <laughs> he will just go, dun, 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 dun. Man, the best is on an airplane. Oh, oh I was walking when you were already on the plane and I was still walking to my seat. So I was still standing up. He started singing all about you or something. And there was a hen there and I was like, Oh, that was. And I was like, Go on, stop. Don't, Tom, sing him a song. And they're like, Yeah, sing him a song. I was like, Go on. We'll sing you a song. Go on, Tom, sing it. No, I don't think so. I hope it wasn't a long flight. I feel like they'd have they'd have kept you going the whole way. It was a flight where I got sat separately to these three guys in the middle of a Hindu of like twenty women on Hindu. <laughs> it was yeah, it was actually it was quite fun, but embarrassing to start. Off I bet they had a lovely time, but it, I find, I feel like this must be kind of the secret to the longevity, really, because I think if if it's probably the bands who who do love the awards and do love this and don't actually have that kind of friendship that maybe those are the ones that don't last we don't get awards anymore so it's all we've got there's <laughs> <laughs> a thing like the brit award is the most interesting experience it's like desperately want to win but desperately don't want to have to walk and go and accept the award and say something on the mic like that it's almost oh. like sort of like yeah we we are just what i have balance yeah it's like do we take the award <laughs> but have to do that or don't have to do that don't get an award it's yeah. like mm, that's tempting <laughs> I, I get that though. I really get that. I can't. That's one of my most, that's one of my least favorite things to watch. Our acceptance speech of the Brits is so fucking oh, good. It's horrendous. And then they cut you off as well. Me up, which yeah. is so upsetting because I'd have loved to have been able oh, to watch that oh, back. Well, I had the I had the comic relief line. The rehearsal. Yeah, this year we can make poverty history. Dot org. That's <laughs> amazing. I don't know. And those to watch. Actually, Dougie, when he was like 18, his, his accent and it's so funny. Oh, it's funny. We could literally sit and talk to you all day, but we have to let you go back to rehearsals now. We're being told off for keeping you on our podcast. So we've got to let you go. So thank you once again. Honestly, guys, it was such a laugh. Thanks so much. It's been so much fun. Thank you. Good luck and tour. Speak soon. Thank you. 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 Thank you.